0: Hello and welcome to our podcast, Life in Law, hosted by ACOM Recruitment in connection with the Swansea JLD. I am Michael Ives, Legal Recruitment Specialist. Today we have a very special guest. We have the President of the Swansea JLD, Stacey Holmes, joining us. Stacey is a criminal solicitor with the Crown Prosecution Service, better known as the CPS, and during her career has dealt with various contentious matters. Thank you for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are
0: you? Good, thank you very much. Um, Just to kick things off, really, I was hoping to ask you about just um, your journey really, how you began, was it the LLB, LPC route I take it?
1: Yes, um, so I did my Lord degree in Swansea University and did three years there and then I went straight into my uh, legal practice course in Swansea University again, that was a year long, um, so I did four long years in Swansea University.
0: Lovely and in, in terms of the LBC, like I, I, a lot of people say to me that they'd love to do the LBC but Mm -hmm. was funding it like did you manage to secure funding elsewhere or how how did that work?
1: So I was really lucky actually Um, it is so difficult to get funding And I know that now this situation has changed because you can get student finance and do your masters along with your LPC. So that's great that there's more um, opportunity for students to do that and continue with their legal career. But back when I did it, it was very limited what was available. And I know that a lot of people use the business development loan, um, but, I didn't want to go down that route Um, so I was lucky to find a scholarship actually in the local authority which not many people know about um, to find this funding so I had to do a lot of research unfortunately the university itself didn't offer any scholarships for um, any law related courses at a postgraduate level but I was able to apply for this scholarship with the local authority um, and Fortunately, I was given the scholarship and that was a partial funding towards the uh, LPC of £3,000. And then the university were very good. If you were in a situation where you wanted to do part payments, they always worked with you. And I was in that situation and they did that. So I worked alongside my LPC and funded myself. And I also did get a partial payment from the university to put towards... Um, The LPC, but that was um, through the student, I can't remember what it's called, a student services uh, department, I think it is. And again, that's available throughout your entire degree, postgraduate time in university. You can apply for this additional funding um, and you just say however much you want and then they'll assess your means and give you a a quantity based on that. So I was given some money through the university as well, but it is difficult. So I was lucky to get that funding
0: okay and and in terms of your sort of break into the law did you go and then be a paralegal after that i take it
1: yes so through the lpc um during my time there they offered what we call a work friday scheme so i basically did that and through that i um was in contact with another firm um and the university were very good in basically offering you opportunities and telling you when places were looking for paralegals, legal assistants and through the university and through this placement I secured a legal assistant job on a part-time basis Um, so I worked there but only for a couple of months because I then found a job as a paralegal um, on a full-time basis and I moved on to Hugh James then where I worked for five months as a paralegal in the probate department Um, and that was very good in terms of bridging that gap between education and career and giving me some skills which I'd never um, addressed and developed before.
0: Okay and um, did you then secure your training contract with Hugh James or was that elsewhere?
1: No that was elsewhere um, so I was obviously working in Cardiff at the time in Hugh James and a training contract came up in Swansea and um, so I applied for that and that was in I think September two thousand. 14, I applied um, and I started then in February of 2015 in Goldstones in Swansea um, and that was an uh, online application and then an interview with the directors of the firm and then I was lucky enough to be given the training contract and that was after five months as a paralegal and two months as a legal assistant so I was quite lucky that I wasn't too long waiting for that training contract opportunity
0: definitely people can often wait for years for that kind of opportunity what was the interview process like with goldstone
1: um i had to do a little bit of research of course about the firm and it was a lot about uh, my character and personality i was going to be put into the criminal department and i think that can be quite testing um in terms of your character and i think they wanted to see whether i'd be suitable um and Fortunately enough, they assessed that I was, but it was a really good interview. But prior to Goldstones, I had applied to numerous other firms um, for training contracts. And I've been doing a lot of work experience and uh, various other things in order to gain that experience I needed to have before my uh, training contract interview. And um, that was definitely the best interview I had. And I learned a lot from all those other processes. In order to put me in the position I was in when I went into the Goldstones interview.
0: So, was criminal law always your plan, or was that just kind of where you fell into?
1: It wasn't actually. That's, yeah, that is what I fell into. I always had an interest in it. I knew that I wanted to do high street practice. Um, I was interested in family primarily, and I always had an interest in crime as well, because when I studied it in law, especially my law degree, it is a very interesting topic. Um, But that was my best seat and I just fell in love with it. It was just so interesting.
0: What other seats did you do? Uh,
1: So I did family and those family and crime were my two main seats and I did a little bit of conveyancing as well.
0: Conveyancing is very different to the other two then I suppose. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh yeah (laughs) they're so different Um, but even family and crime they're completely different areas Mm. of law. Um, Both difficult in their own ways as well as convincing um but for me c- crime was just the most interesting out of them all and i just it just seemed like a natural fit and
0: um do you need to get like a, a, an accreditation to represent people in the police station then
1: yes yeah, so um i had a police station accreditation so i gained that within the first few months of me starting with the firm um And if you have a law degree, it's easier to get the accreditation because that means that you don't have to do an additional exam. However, there is a practical and a theory to do as part of the accreditation scheme. Um, And I did that with Cardiff University. uh, So that was quite good. And the the theory part is um, a bit like a coursework and you do nine case studies. And then the practical is an assessment in front of an examiner where you do a role play as you would in a police station um, and then you have the qualification and you're unleashed then.
0: I bet that's um, quite um, awkward to do (laughs) a role play of (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, it can be, but it it does set you up really well Um, and Cardiff University, they're really good because they offer you training for the examining process as well, which is quite good and so it puts you in good stead.
0: So how how often would you be in sort of a police station, um, sort of working with witnesses or um individuals, or was it mainly sort of desk based?
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, well. with crime you could be anywhere. Your day's so unpredictable, but that's what I liked. Um, so when before I qualified, I mainly did police station work, and occasionally I would be taking statements in the office. Um, but we covered quite a big area, so it was most of south wales and sometimes we'd go further afield and so it could be in various different police stations across wales um and i could spend my whole day there it could be with one client or it could be with various and on top of that um you do something called on call um every firm's different depends on your rotor and how frequently you need to attend depend on the rotor, but you could do you know your nine till five being in the police station representing a client and then you could be on call that evening and potentially be called out to represent someone so you could spend a lot of your week in the police station.
0: <laughs> How um, often do you get called out in the middle of the night?
1: Oh gosh it does vary um, but where I worked it was a very busy firm and I would get called out I'd say eight out of 10 times oh, wow. so it was yeah quite frequently um and, but you get used to it uh it's, it's not the best but you do get used to it
0: <laughs> and in terms of um your training contract so um so how much kind of support do you get how does it work so in terms of mechanics do you get given like targets to hit or is it just very um just holding your hand and introducing you to criminal law
1: um so i think every firm is different different in terms of how they deal with their trainees but I had a training principal um, who I could always go and speak to if I had any particular issue but even though I had a training principal who was assigned to me it was very much an open door policy in Goldstones and if I wanted to speak to another director or just another colleague for guidance and support I could pretty much go to anyone for that Um, and then where I was in the building there were other trainees with me so, we pretty much learned together, and it was good because they understood the issues that I, were weak, I was weaker on, and they were able to support me in that sense. So, there was support in all avenues, and there were a lot of options.
0: So, what are the kind of pros and cons of being a criminal sister then?
1: Um, for me, I really like crime because no day's the same, and, um, and I like a challenge as well. So it keeps me interested, it keeps me on my toes and I'm always learning and I really enjoy learning and there's always so much to learn. And um, so for me, it's a fun area to learn and that's why I have fallen into crime and I've stayed there. Um, it can be difficult with on-call. Um, it's long hours and it can be draining. However, there is a lot of job satisfaction um, in crime, despite that.
0: So now you've moved your career to um, the CPS. So what's your sort of preference? Do you prefer the prosecution side of things or the defendant side of things?
1: I would ha- have to say I enjoy prosecuting. <laughs> um, I think one of the difficulties in defence work is the on-call element. It It is difficult. It is tiring um and it is it can be hard balance to get with your um work life and your personal life um and also i i find it more ethically rewarding working for the prosecution
0: so was the application process to join the cps different from joining a law firm
1: are completely different
0: well what do they have yeah. if, if you could say
1: um so it's an online application process that's the first stage and it's anonymous um and then if you get through that stage then you'll be invited to complete an interview um but each interview is different depending on the region and depending on what role that you've applied for um but it'd normally be a some sort of role play and question and answer type scenario um but yeah very different to anything i've done before
0: how do you prepare for like a sort of role-play based interview?
1: Um, I think for myself, I was quite lucky because obviously I'd had four years in defence work and appearing before a court. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came to the role-play, it was drawing on that experience and demonstrating those skills that I'd gained during my time as defence solicitor, but obviously presenting them in a different way because I was now doing it from the other side. But that's how I was able to do the role play drawing on that previous experience
0: and um how' has, um covid nineteen affected your your role at the moment?
1: Quite drastically um normally my my role is court based, um, but now we're working from home um but everything's still continuing. It's just a completely different environment um but we are adapting and we have adapted and things are ever changing but um i haven't been in court since march no. not physically yeah but i have been virtually
0: how um does that affect the way you prepare for a case does, does it change anything
1: no in terms of case preparation it remains the same nothing has changed
0: but does it affect the way you present things?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, Being in the court is a completely different environment to presenting a case virtually, but we've adapted and everyone has. Everyone in their individual roles has adapted.
0: Brilliant. I think that's a great place to leave things this week. Thank you so much, Stacey, for coming on the podcast. It was excellent to hear Stacey's story from LLB all the way to the CPS and also learn about the different funding options that are available for the LPC and understanding her training contract and how she secured it and some of the day-to-days of a criminal defence solicitor. Thank you for listening and we will be back soon with more content. Take care.